Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man. What's up, Brother Jim? Ain't nothing to it, Keith. How's your swine day, man? What you doing for this day? Man, I was on the road for the day. I thought I'd have this weekend off, but I ended up going from uh, Arkansas to went back home in Midlothian, Texas. Then I got a call. I ended up going to Austin, Texas. Then I'm back yesterday, and I'm back in Springfield, Missouri right now as we speak, man. 
And I'm loving it. <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. Yes, indeed. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we weren't going to take the day off because, you know, we the hardest black and hardest black men in internet radio, so we're going to keep working. Um, one of the subjects I want to bring up today was um, relatives. You know, you know that relative that, that, that always wants to come to your house and always wants to come to the party and always wants to show up at the graduation, but they always act a goddamn fool when they get there. And then huh. when, when somebody responsible talks to them, then they feel some type of way and, and, and get rebellious and start talking about the whole family, this whole family ain't that, and and, 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 and all you're doing is trying to just get them to calm down and act a certain way when they act a family gathering. These are the first ones that will drink up all the liquor and take two or three plates home and be the first ones bitching about every little thing. And these are the relatives that you really don't mind having, but you just can't get them to change their ways. I'm not going to say hood ways because you got some intelligent motherfuckers. They, they get there and get scandalous and shit, you know. They got an eye on everybody else's kids up there. Their fucking kids are doing so much dirt, but they don't see it because they're getting A's in school and getting all these degrees and and marrying a certain type into a certain type of family and and and, and driving a certain type of car. So they don't see the viciousness of their own kids. Look at Dr. King's kids. I bet you Dr. King was if he was alive, I bet he would have never known his kids would have turned to be a bunch of pieces of shit. Never would have. I bet it would have never entered his mind. He was so busy doing his thing, he, he didn't keep an eye on his own kids. Relatives, you know, it's like it's nice to have the relatives around and, and try to be a cohesive family and all that stuff, but some of them just ain't going to fucking act right. You got to always have a conversation with them, and then, and then sometimes you got to mess around and, 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 and hurt their feelings because, you don't want to do it, so you get your husband to do it. He don't want to do it, and he's going to get pissed off at you because he got to go over there and talk to these silly motherfuckers. And then everybody's still in some type of way for the first two, three hours of the party or the gathering. And somebody just had to step up and just tell Uncle Woodrow or uh, uh, Auntie <laughs> Betsy, look, y'all got to quit fucking around. Every time y'all come around, y'all fucking up some shit. Sometimes it leads to jail. Sometimes it leads to a really ugly argument with nobody speaks to each other for 10, 15 years. Got, you know, got to get up and, and, and just, just just talk to them. Some people just don't like being talked to. And some don't mind being talked at. They feel like they, they, they're, they're into, into, I don't know what, the, the best part of life. I don't know. You'd be surprised how little some people take little things and, and, and throw that shit out there and that's their whole world. To be surprised. I never understood it. You got to come to a point where, um, where Uncle Woodrow and Uncle Bessie got to say, "Look, look, we got a beautiful family. If we just quit acting a goddamn fool, we can be at least ninety-five percent instead of sixty-five percent. Get our badass kids in line and quit and trying to quit trying to influence the good ones, his good cousins, and all that stuff." Because that peer pressure is a mother out there. It really is. A lot of these brothers right now, they're, they're, they're gang banging. A lot of them, I, I got to be still, a lot of them don't want to be there. It's peer pressure. 
they just don't want to do shit. Get off your ass and do something. We said we we had a theme about that last week. Get off your ass and do something. Prior to how a kid can easily be trucked around by a cousin or an uncle that's out there with some sense. Now you got something that's out there that's buck wild, but you got something that's out there with some sense. The ones with some sense, they can turn this shit around on a dime. They just happen to be comfortable where they're at, with the money they're bringing in, and the status that they got. Well, so-called status anyway, amongst these peers. They can easily turn a, a good cousin or a good niece around. You know, if, if they decided to go that route and they know the streets, okay, fine. We got another uh, weapon in our arsenal. You teach your niece and your nephews what the streets are about, and you protect them from your, the fucked-up-ass friends that you got. Most likely it's going to be your friends anyway. They fuck with them anyway. In the hood, everybody knows everybody. I found that out when we moved out here in Inglewood. Everybody knows everybody. They just have to be living on different blocks. The majority of these people haven't moved out of the area. They just moved in a different part of the area. Same area, different part. Grew up from the time they were babies up until they were young adults. Some of them middle-aged and some of them older, but they're still in the same area. And like I said, you got some participating and some not. In Chicago, I was just reading about um, um, how Rahm Emanuel, um, you got a white mayor here in the city of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, how he got this black lady to come into Chicago public schools, make them a lot of promises, and steered shitloads of money towards, got a new leader, Mr. Sawyer, from the, uh, I think it's the 7th Ward, I think. They got him to talk about raising taxes on property. Now, how do you 17 motherfuckers get caught up in that web of bullshit is behind me? You mean tell me you're going to let this all up little motherfucker go four and a half years without talking about raising property taxes? And then you cheap-ass, cheap-ass niggas get in there and you start talking about raising property taxes. Who are they going to remember? They're not going to remember the white man that didn't say anything about raising taxes. They're going to remember that black motherfucker talking about raising taxes. On garbage pickup. Think about it now. When they first introduced the garbage pickup here in the city of Chicago, it was for the environment. We were going to do this for the environment because we wanted the city of Chicago to be clean and, and wholesome and, and, and green. Oh! Now they're going to shove it right up our ass. They figure long. That's one thing. That's one thing about politics. They figure long term. We think short term. They think really long term. They'll let short term be fucked up for a long time, but they're always thinking long term, long term. And Daly knew what he was doing when he left it. Daly sold everything in the city of Chicago. He sold the um, the uh, cross towns. He sold the uh, parking meters. He leased all that stuff out. I'm sorry. He leased everything out, you know, got over a billion-something dollars. He got over a billion-something dollars in, in revenue, and he could have used that money to settle the uh, pension um, the pension crisis that we have here, here in the city of Chicago. I don't think the pension crisis is a billion. I think it's, what, 800, 800 million, 900 million? He couldn't have solved it with one check. I think he put it in a general fund. What the hell that is, I don't know. I want that like like a, a, a building fund for churches. I don't know what the fuck that is. The general fund, you can use it for anything you want, I think. 
but he didn't use it to pay that pension down or put in their their part of the pension money because the pensioners have been putting in their uh, years. The city and the state have been putting their money in. And I knew they were going to go toward marijuana. I knew it. I knew it. I said it four, five radio shows ago that you get a Republican government in there, they're going to start getting greedy and they're going to start thinking of the same shit I'm thinking about, bringing in that money. They're going to eventually legalize marijuana over the whole state. They're going to do it. It's inevitable. They need the money. If they raise the taxes, yep. whoever, who, the first ones that, that talk about raising up the taxes, them black motherfuckers, they can forget about getting them, uh, the mayor's office. Rahm Emanuel is going to do anything he can to to run a, uh, to, to win a third term. And if we stay asleep on what he's doing short term, he's going to get our asses in the long term. That's where the communication thing comes in. I've never understood black caucus anyway. What's using even having a black caucus if you're not going to deal with the black issues? Yeah, y'all united, y'all in, 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 in sitting there in your big fluffy chairs and, and kumbaya and dancing around the bonfire and whatever. Y'all ain't doing shit. Taking pictures and, and, and kissing Rom's ass. What's you even having a black caucus? They go around talking about Obama ain't this, Obama ain't that. Obama's on the federal level. You motherfuckers on the city and state level. Surround these motherfuckers. They do it all the time. Surround these motherfuckers and do some shit. There's only so much uh, Obama can do when it comes to black causes. He can't just out there and be Mr. Super Black. He can't do it. He's the president of the United States. You know, Byron Allen is getting Mr. Um, uh, Obama's ass about him being a white president in blackface. I don't know. That one didn't sit well with me. It really didn't. You know, Cornell West. So and, consider the and, source. Yeah. Cornell West and, and, and Travis Smiley and people like that, you know, they get personal with their bullshit, you know. The only reason Travis Smiley's pissed off at, at, at President Obama, he had a conference and he just thought Mr. Obama going to just stop trying to figure out who's going to drop a bomb on New York and go and go eat chicken dinner with his monkey ass. Cornell West, that motherfucker ain't been in the limelight for enough, so he got to go down to Missouri one day, get arrested, and get his picture taken, and he happy in a motherfucker. I never understood shit like that. That man do what he needs to do. This is the first black president. He can't come out there like fucking... Um, a bunch of Hades, uh, Haitians and whatnot, and just take the motherfucker over. We can't do it. He had he had his priority. He had to get this country back straight. Now everybody know that Bush is a fuck up, stupid. They knew it, but they didn't have it out. They didn't have the ball to bring out in the open. They do Cheney uh, ran the second term. Now they finally knowing what this country is about in terms of the old white men that stand in office thirty and forty and fifty years. Stealing money left and right, procrastinating, just lying, thieving, just uh, conniving, lies, uh, brainwashing, you name it. He did it. They did it to their own people. And a lot of their own people love that shit. Don't want to admit that they've been fucked. It's something something about a lot of white folks. They will not admit their faults. They want to admit they're they're like tooth and nails to admit their faults. I got into an argument with one of you guys on a, not an argument, but it was a couple of posts were passed. He didn't get back with me either. 
he was telling us that we wouldn't know what to do if we had a um I don't know how we got my race thing, but he said we wouldn't know what to do if we had a um forty acres in a mule. He told he, he said they said that we'll probably sell the land and barbecue the mule. It was funny than a motherfucker to me. I don't know how anybody else took it, but that shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> sell the land and barbecue the mule. I said, Hell no. I told that motherfucker, yeah, we probably would have, but we was doing okay. Tell you motherfuckers to decide. Look over, look over at our shit and get jealous. I said, you don't believe me? Actually, great, great granddaddy. We was doing fine. It's just that when we do fine and, and get off to ourselves from around you motherfuckers, y'all find a way to fuck that up. It's like we can't make progress unless you motherfuckers doing the processing of the progression. I never understood that shit. You don't want us there. You tell us that we're lazy and we don't do nothing. Then the minute we do some shit, then you want to put your foot in the motherfucking crank and and, 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 and clip our asses up. And then the new niggas go right along with you. Oh, well, quit blaming the white man. You, you, you got to go out and just do things on your own and pull yourself up by the boots. Get the fuck out of here. We do that. We did that. Look at our first black president, Bill Clinton. Y'all was so in love with that motherfucker. He came in and started locking black men up about a dozen, about a hundreds. He don't want to let the way for a lot of that bullshit that was happening back in the um, in the um, late eighties, early nineties. When, 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 when did Bill Clinton become president of the United States? In what year? You remember? I believe his first term. Uh, I think it was I went to Paris Bank. Uh, 88, 88. I think 88. Okay. Good question. Good question. Yeah. Somebody got the answer call in. Yeah. And he made laws where he kicked a lot of people off the welfare rolls and, and um and their prison thing, you know, got to the point where they 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 funded a lot of that stuff. To the point black men went straight to jail and shit, you know. You had nothing to do, you go do some criminal acts. You know, the two, three strikes you out, boy, that was straight bullshit right there. Can you imagine if President yeah. Obama had made those laws that Clinton made? Can you imagine? Had he done that? Something like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, three strikes oh, you're out. Uh, if, if, if he had uh, eliminated wealth, well, they might have still loved him for eliminating welfare, but the black folks would have hated him. And mm-hmm. uh, just, oh, yeah, he, he, he couldn't have got away with that. He can't yeah. get away with the shit he's trying to do good. He can't get away with Obamacare, and that's one of the best things that ever happened to the country. And nobody missed that shit. Just like today is Memorial Day. Now, let's do the history of Memorial Day. Now, a lot of us already know that Memorial Day started right around 1868, 69, by black folks down south, honoring their, um, the black, uh, the dead that, that died in those Confederate prisons and whatnot. And, and black men all over the South that died. And these are black folk. Black women and children. They call it Decoration Day. Uh, because uh, at that time, all the flowers had bloomed in the, the month of May. And they, it was Decoration Day. And black folks started Memorial Day with the flags, cooking. Uh, they probably cooked mules, too. Fuck them. They, with the barbecues and all that stuff. Black folks did that stuff. But they never put emphasis on black folks starting Memorial Day. Because keep in mind, Memorial Day was going on for a while until the United States got a hold of it and signed it into law in the uh, mid-70s. 
Then that's when they started recognizing Memorial Day. Keep in mind, this shit was going on for a, a, a fucking hundred years, and then this government decided to take it and run with it. And then it's the, one of the best things that's happened in the United States. But they do not acknowledge the fact that those black folks started around 1868 to honor the uh, dead from the Civil War. Country we living in. They'll take your money, they'll take your trust, they'll take your hopes. Oh, but don't blame it on the white man. They take every fucking thing you about and you got. You don't believe me? Ask the American Indian again. You ain't gotta believe me. Do your history. They take your very fucking soul and won't acknowledge it and make it their own. Just like they did that piece of ass cheaper Bible that you guys running around with. They took that shit and made it their own. You all to run off every Sunday and, and go listen to some bullshit for about an hour and a half and be happy. Ask no questions, just run along with it. Acknowledge that Jesus is your savior and God is your minute man. Yeah, it would have been a minute, so what the fuck is going on? <laughs> y'all find a couple of dollars, y'all blessed. Fuck around and, and, and get into some shit that, that make you happy, you blessed. Everybody's blessed. But ain't nobody wishing that this dumbass shit that's happening around the world stop. I ain't never heard of I ain't never heard of Bible stuff talk about shit like that. It's always about them, what they did, how they came about. Me, me, my mind. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Amen. Amen. Get the fuck out of here. Better broaden this shit a little bit and hope like hell your absentee God come down here and, and, and just take care of everybody instead of just a few individuals. Your little group that you with, everybody, all of them are blessed. And you happy. Don't look back and see anybody else. Fuck it. I see why atheists hate um, um, the, pretend, the pretentious as God. I see why they hate them. And I can understand it too. You know, they fuck around and turn around and start acting all crazy and shit. Acting like a third party going to come down here and, and, and just sweep them away and shit. And then you try to put some logic behind it. Then there's something wrong with you. That's why we don't have. That's why we don't have shit. But go ahead. That's why we don't have a goddamn thing as a people. But go ahead. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, I've never seen no atheist fucked around and, and behead somebody. I ain't never seen no atheist uh, take sixty thousand dollars from a church and start going on uh, gay porn sites. And I ain't never saw no 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 atheist fucked around and 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 kill a whole family in the name of God because uh, they're wearing their pants too tight. Or or, or, the, or the mother wasn't acting right, so he's going to take the fucking kids and kill them in the name of God. The worst shit in the world that happened in this world is, is, is in the name of God, if everybody starts thinking about it. You don't want to think about it because you're comfortable. You're comfortable where you're at. Yep. If every war that's ever happened in the history of this country, the underlying thing always have been God. And these motherfuckers running with that shit, man. Like, hey, we're going to do the same thing. Fuck it. Death and destruction. Lies, deceit. Keep worshiping your God. I ain't got nothing against that. Do your thing. This is just me. I'm not an atheist. My spiritual journey just got fucked up somewhere along the way, but I'm not asleep to the fact that 
that spiritual journey gonna lead into some of these these fucked up ass Bible thumpers. I did that shit for two years. That never happened again. I did that shit for four years when I was younger. That shit never happened again. It don't make any, it. It's not adding up. And then the average black family just take their kids and don't tell them shit. I had a young lady, um, and I just I just helped her get into the t-shirt business, so she was pretty cool. She had asked the question. She couldn't figure out what the thing, what was happening with this um, changing of the face on a $20 bill and put a black woman and, and, and all that good stuff. And she wrote on a post. She had no idea Jefferson Davis owned slaves. No, Thomas Jefferson. I'm sorry. She had no idea. Now, she's an intelligent, college-bound young lady. In a, I think she's 20, 21. College-bound. She had no fucking idea Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. No fucking idea. My grandsons them know. My grandson and my granddaughter know about this shit because I told them. What the fuck are we telling our kids? What are we teaching them? What are we showing them? You ain't got to dwell in black history, but I advise you to open up the door and let them see what the fuck they're getting themselves into when they step outside that door. You can shield your kids from dumb shit, but you don't shield them from who they are. And that's what a lot of parents are doing. That's why these kids fuck around thinking everything started in, in the in the early 90s, early 2000s. They think it should just started then. They have no sense of history. If you got a bunch of kids running around like that, how the fuck do you think they're going to get the neighborhood back together? They're going to think we always been fucked up with liquor stores on the fucking corner with 20 old gray-haired motherfuckers waiting on it to open up 50 fucking churches before you get to school. They're going to think that shit was been there, and, and they're going to think it's been like that forever. Teach them something. Don't school them. Teach them. When, when you know you got through, and this is the easiest fucking thing a parent can observe. When you know you got through to that little black baby, when that black baby started asking you questions, then you've opened up Pandora's box for that black baby because right now his wheels are turning. Grease the motherfucking wheel. Feed the furnace. And hope like hell you don't lie to him or her. See them just enough where they can get on their own and, and go look that shit up. Or be aware of it. So that means when they run across something similar to that, they say, oh, my mom and my dad showed me that, taught me that. Open it up to me. You'd be surprised. I'm not bragging, but I get that from my kids all the time. They know I ain't no black motherfucking militant. I'm just a black motherfucker that's aware. It's a big difference. And shit is coming aware to me all the time. I'm not going to fuck around and apologize for it. I'm not going to apologize to white people, Hispanics, Chinese. I'm not going to apologize to them uppity-ass new niggas either. I ain't going to apologize to no motherfucking body how I am. I am totally, no, I'm not going to say totally, I'm 90% aware of what the fuck's been happening with me and mine in this country. I really am. I didn't even get pissed off when my mom told me that um, one of her grand uncles 
got hung in his front yard. My mom's told me that. Uh, some, uh, some, him and some white guy got to arguing over a donkey or some shit, thinking of donkeys and mules. And he, when he got us a boy, they hung him in the front yard. I don't know why she didn't tell me that when I was younger, but she told me that when I was a, um, in my um, late 20s, early 30s. We were just talking in general, all this stuff coming up. And we used to ask her about the South all the time. And mom just said she didn't see that stuff. She didn't, you know, experience a lot of that stuff because it was always um, on the plantation, always at home, her and her sisters. She said the nearest house was like from here in Chicago. It was like from here to about 87th Street. They can see the house. It was a long-ass walk. They walked to school every day. He told us all that shit. She 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 brought stuff that she heard. She never seen the stuff, but she heard it. And the one thing that really got my gut was the one about my um, uncle. But we don't talk to our kids. We don't. We should. And today is Memorial Day, a black holiday. They never bring up the fact that it, it, it was a black person, uh, black people that brought Memorial Day. That's one of the best things that happen when you honor your dead. Veterans. These fucking Republican politicians, they don't give a fuck about no veterans. They're taking more shit from them. How the hell can you ask somebody to go there and, and give up their risk their lives for a lie that you told? You're going to give them all the support you need them for them to stay alive and kill the enemy. Then as soon as that war is over, you piss, you're not pissed off because they came home and wanted services. You're pissed off because the war is over. Then you, you ain't, Your friends ain't making no money. They need a war to keep money rolling. Every time there was a recession or uh, whatever it was, a fucked up part of this country that just went down the toilet, the thing that brought them out of it was a fucking war. That's a goddamn shame. Louis Farrakhan was talking about World War One. They did not want to get in that war. The powers that be got the United States into that war because they needed to sell band-aids and bullets. He said the same time they, they, they got a, 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 um, um, the World Bank together, they opened up the IRS. The same, the same year. There's a couple other entities that he said that they opened up at the same time that dealt with money and, and funds and stuff like that. But the thing was, they had to keep a war. They had to, they had to fuck around and sacrifice people, lives, in order to make that thing work. And it's been going like that ever since. The wars before um, 1914 were basically about territory, land, minerals. Well, a lot of people don't even know we had a war with Mexico. It only lasted like a year, though. A year and a half, something like that. Had little silly ass wars. I think we were, I think we went all the way down to Panama at one point. Snatched they shit up. Tired of uh, a shipping they going all the way around South America, so they say, "Fuck it, we gonna take over Panama." First thing they did was built the Panama Canal and and and, and took control over that shit. So that means ships didn't have to go all the way around South America. They go right through Panama. If anybody look on the map, Google it. It's the 
the, the shortest landmass here in South America, North America, is right there at Panama, where you connect um, the lower part of Mexico to uh, the top part of South America. Panama right up in there. They actually cut a big-ass motherfucking groove right through there so ships can go through there, over to the middle, I mean, over to uh, the Pacific and Australia and stuff like that. And control that shit forever. Gave it back. Panama got it back, but they controlled it forever. Greed. Perception. Our history tells us that, that this country would do any fucking thing it can and will do to stay in power. And blame that shit on somebody else. Have you heard about Miss Burnett in here in Chicago coming back or when she's supposed to be coming back to head up to Chicago. Um, have you heard anything about that, Keith? You mean uh, Bennett? Bennett, Robert yeah. Bird Bennett? Yeah. I haven't heard anything, no. No, I haven't heard anything. See, she's still in the wings. She yep. knew what her job was, promising all those teachers, I mean, teachers and parents that they're going to make things right and do things okay. Then she started closing down the schools. Promise not to make them in the charter schools. Now that she's out of there, they make them in the fucking charter schools. That was the plan all along. They just needed a drop, I mean, uh, 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 a drop-off man or a person. They sell their fucking souls for nothing. Taxes here in the city of Chicago will be raised, and the black caucus is going to lead the fucking fight. And that same black motherfucker that brought this shit up about the taxes is the same one that Ronald Emanuel helped get in office. Think about that. We're about to play a song, y'all. We're about to get into some grooves, and uh, we'll be right back after this song. We're going to play a couple of them, too. Hold on, y'all. Hey, yo, Jim, man, why don't you, why don't you kick some of that, you know? You, you know how you do it, man. It's a trip. People don't even believe we're together right now. But, but, but tell your story. You know the one I like. Right? Say it, right? Riders on the storm Riders on the storm Into this house we're born Into this world we're thrown Like a dog without a bone An actor out alone Riders on the storm There's a killer Take a long holiday Let your children play If you give this man a ride Sweet family will die Killer on the road Yeah Going off for this, going off for that With the Lizard King bumping in the back How about that? Drifting Lifting, sweating, coasting, testing, roasting. But the wheels won't stop. To run it on the highway, fresh up off the block. He's a rider, nah, he's a killer. Dressed in all black, but his hat's this Paddle to the metal. I gotta go hard, drive by and say hello. Hey, Fred Wreck, you my melon. Now let me hear what I sound like a cappella. Long ride this way. Now bring it back, just like this. Like a dog, without his bones. 
I like it G Without his crew It's hard to imagine The homie dog in the jacket And he checking for the ticket flagging Coming in first Never in last Cause my car too fast I never ever run out of gas Cause I'm just too clean I do it up a class So fast in your seatbelts It's so hot It'll even make heat melt So get a bowl And roll And ride Slip through the street Like a dog without a bone And actor out alone Riders on the storm There's a killer on the road His brain is squirming like a toad Take a long holiday Let your children play If you give this man a ride Sweet family will die Killer
Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Memorial Day to everybody, you and your family. You guys going to have a good barbecue and a good day, what's left of it anyway. And I hope everything's going well. hope everybody's safe. hope everybody's having a good time. Again, I just hope that the ignorant-ass uncle of yours or that rowdy-ass family ain't showed the fuck up, just fucking up the whole day. Oh, yes. Yeah, we definitely taking our music back to y'all. We got a segment. We was going to do poetry, but nobody wants to come in and do poetry, so we're just going to do some music. And this is some stuff that we listen to. Um, we're just not planned. This is some stuff that we usually have on our uh, MP3s and um, our, our cell phones and, and on diskettes. And, you see, we still, I'm talking old school now, diskettes and, and albums and whatnot. You know, this stuff is, is stuff that we, we, we actually listen to. And now we got an outlet for it here on um, Internet Radio, Real People from the Hood. So we're just going to keep jabbing them. Every week we're going to bring in some um, some music that we hope that you guys like that we really love. So we're going to keep jabbing that stuff. Um, yep, yep. Getting back, yeah, getting back to us. You know, I don't want anybody out there to get a, the wrong, you know, if you want to get an impression of me, at least get a good one. You know, I don't want you to get, Bitchy because you thinking Jimmy Jimmy is is talking shit. Jimmy talks shit all the time. If I was in front of me and Keith was in, in a in a mutual town somewhere with a couple of his buddy, a couple of my buddies, this is how we talk. We just happen to have a platform now that we could just just say it over the airs, over the airwaves. We bring in our friends and they talk the same. We we, we just do it. You know, and I think um, um, my executive producer he brought up a good one that you know. I would love to start bringing in some more of my friends, just like Marvin Edwards from last week, to talk about some situations. I got a lot of friends that's into a lot of community stuff, a lot of political stuff, and a lot of them, um, a few have um, have did their things in the community and left a mark, but no one's talking about that. So I may do a segment, you know, and bring somebody on for like 10 or 15 minutes, and and, and we'll just talk about what they did and what they achieved in the neighborhood and, and what their goals are and what they would like to see that happen moving forward. I mean, I'm, I'm going to start doing that. I ain't got nothing to lose. I can always go back to jamming music. So yeah. that's where we at with that. You know, and um, I've always been an advocate for the, the, the neighborhood. You know, I've always said that we can do better. You know, I've tried um, a few times to get in touch with the, um, with the teamsters about my ideal about the um, felons becoming full-time uh, voters. Haven't heard anything back yet. It's not borderline frustration, but it's, it's, it's getting there. You know, I've, I've written, written letters to some of our elected officials, nothing. You know, um, maybe they got too much more on a uh, more on their plate that they want to handle. You know, and me personally, you know, when it comes to um, politicians and whatnot, you know, they get things done. They remind me of, of, of that retarded person next door, you will see them doing something, but it takes them a while to get it done, but they will get it done. It ain't like they're going to fuck around and start praying and don't shit happen. At least they get some shit done. They just take their own damn time, and then they get distracted too easily. You know, but that's a whole nother ballgame. I'm still working on that, but, you know, worst come to worst, all I can do is just put information out there about expungements and and getting your records and everything still. I think getting your records, fellas that out there that's listening, if you have a record, it's best to call the um, city of Chicago and ask them how can you get your records sealed. 
more so than expunged. It costs a little bit more, but to have it sealed, that means that they can't look into your record at all. It's still there, but they can't, you know, you're going for a job interview and they do a background check, criminal background check, they can't see it. That's the best route to go for right now. Just have it sealed and go look for that job that you really, really wanted, you know. And, and when Obama started the school thing with the two years free and everything, go and try to pick up a trade. Learn a trade. Enhance the trade that you already um, feel comfortable with or into. And don't feel discouraged because you, you got a, a felony and you, you they treat felons like shit. You know, it's like you don't serve your um, – your, your, your debt to society. But then I bet it's, it ain't what you know, it's who you know. Because you got some felons right now that's working in city politics and, and, and working for the city and working for the state that are true felons. But they knew somebody. That's how they were managed to get in there and get those uh, high um, five salary, I mean, five figure salaries and, and six figure salaries. They knew somebody. They knew a judge that could seal that shit up, and a hot, uh, an attorney of a friend of a friend that can seal that stuff up. They're doing their thing. They're making it happen. We don't have the money or the resources or the, the power structure in place to do it, but we can do it a little bit at a time. Just have it sealed. Any felon that's out there right now, call your city or your state where you're at and ask them how much you call to get your records sealed. That way you ain't got to go to none of these bullshit churches that got preachers talking about we're going to bring in some experts to have your your record expunged. Fuck that. Fuck them. Fuck that. Do it on your own. Do it on your own. Take the effort and do it on your own. If you want a better life for your uh, your offsprings and some of you some of you sperm donors out there that's, that's thinking about coming back on this side of the fence, do that shit. You got to believe me? Google it. Look that shit up. You can have it sealed. You could be a felon with a with a high figure job, a high paying job. Just like some of these other motherfuckers, they felons. They shit is sealed. You'll never know it. A lot of people have gone to college and, and spent tons of money and got in debt, and they got to worry about that, and then they got to worry about the fact that you're trying to, um, they want to start a family. They want to get into some of this, this financial stuff and probably go to Detroit and buy a couple of houses and building and whatnot. They want to get involved with the mainstream. They can't. They got that one red X right there that's keeping them from doing anything. It's your records sealed. Call an attorney and get the first five minutes free of consultation. They'll do it. And some of the better ones out there that really feel for you will actually tell you exactly what papers to fill out and exactly where to go. And sometimes, depending on who they know, tell you exactly what person to go talk to. We, we won't know until you step out there. If a lot of you brothers out there got time to sip all day and sell loose squares and weed and shit and, and the new delivery system for selling drugs, now a motherfucker got a car roll up to your house and drop this shit off. Ain't no more running to the corners and dark alleys and shit. No, ain't that shit. Those days over with. Motherfucker would drive to your house. Whatever the fuck you want, they got it. Do it. Take time. Get off your ass and do something part two. It can be done. It's not that hard. It's just a matter of just what you want to do, how you want to do it. 
when you want to do it. Time ain't slipping away yet, but it's on a slippery slope like a motorcycle. Clean up your acts. There's a whole lot of shit I wish I could have done back in my um, my late 20s and early 30s, but I had my first baby at 25, so I cut all that bullshit out. I cut out a whole lot of shit when my first daughter was born at 25. I had my apartment. I got my first apartment when I was 21, so I was living a life of rally from the time I was 21 to 25. My own apartment. My girlfriend didn't even have a key to my apartment. That's how bad I was. And she stuck in there with me for a while. And we started a family. It wasn't, it was rough at first because, like I said, I was living a life of rally from the time I was 21 to 20, 21 to 25. I had to explain a whole bunch of shit motherfuckers knocking on the door. Well, they was coming before you move your ass in, so don't. Trip, let me take care of this shit. <laughs> uh, she didn't get the same keys to the house till the baby was born. That's that. I'm looking back now. That ain't funny, but it's funny now. She did not have a set of keys to my house until the baby was born. She got stressed out at the house. Come on, go on up to the house and chill out. After the baby was born, about a year and a half after the baby was born, when I asked her to move in. So it wasn't like I just jumped up and did some shit. I took steps. Some of them were some fucked up steps, but I took steps. It's a whole lot she had to clean up. Like I said, I was on my own. From the time I was 21 till about 25. Them little big-ass brass beds, uh, headboard they had back in the day. Shit, I kept my shit shiny like a motherfucker. Women like that shit. That shit. You got a brass bed? I got a brass bed, yeah. I was just shit. And I was working. I was. I've been working since personally. I've been working since I was sixteen. After school jobs, they gave us those jobs. The city gave out those little summer jobs and whatnot. So I was actually working from the time I was sixteen up up until I got a real, really, really nice job. I had a few jobs in between that, but the really nice job that I got is when I turned twenty one, twenty two, working in the graphic studio and still learning how to screen print. So I was active. I got involved with community politics when I turned 30, 31. That's when I got involved with community stuff. I used to follow a whole bunch of people and listen to a whole bunch of people over there in Cabrini Green. A young lady named Marion Stamps. Another brother named William Moorhead. Al Carter, I met him on occasion, but we're, we're, we're friends. The only person that really, really, that didn't really like me for some strange reason, and, and he's still out there, is Jesse White. He's the Secretary of State. He didn't like me for some strange reason. Up to this day, he think I'm a bad guy. Am I going to have any problems out of him? I want to ask uh, him for, uh, try to ask him for a job. Told old boy that went with me. Matter of fact, I think it was Marvin or Maurice, one of them. Am I going to have any problems out of him? I looked at Marvin and I said, is this motherfucker like serious? He didn't like me, so you know, I can't win them all. I only wanted the jobs because the salary was bigger than I could open up my storefront because I had to build and set. I could use half my salary to pay rent and, and, and hire two part-time people. My salary would have done that. 
But that was plan B. I'm on plan D now, so I ain't worried about it. One door closed, another one opens. I'll be the bad guy in his eye. I can never fuck with him again. Consider good. Got to fuck around and be Jesus, reincarnated. No, just another farm-raised Sambo house Negro. That's all you got to be, another farm-raised Sambo house Negro. And you'd have been fine with him. You'd have been fine with you, brother. I don't know what that was about to this day. I think about it every now and then, how far I could have gotten if I got that salary. That salary was really high. I mean, it was really high for me. It would have doubled what I'm making. It was right around 60, 59, 58, something like that. That would have been cool. I, was, I never lived above my means. I've always been managed. I've always been lucky to manage my money. The little money that I did have, I always did something good with it. I saw results from it. When I bought my house, I have now. I just got my uh, assessment papers uh, the other day, and my house went from um, fifty-five thousand to one hundred and six thousand. That's how much it's worth now, and that's over a ten-year period. And that wasn't a bad investment. And when I did had a little funky job, I was only making ten fifty an hour, but I learned how the system worked and I dealt with it. I had people to tell me what I had to do to get into the system and swim with the sharks. I did it. I just had to swim a little faster and breathe a little harder, but I did it. So I know what if anybody out there decided they want to do some shit and they ain't got no money. There ain't no excuse to a point. If you know you ain't going to want to fuck around and lose what you gained, you're going to do what you got to do to keep it. It's there. It's in front of you. Just like all these Mexican and white folks moving in the Inglewood. But every time you look at the news here in Chicago, somebody got killed in Inglewood. But you still got black, uh, Mexican, Hispanics, and white folks moving in here. Think about it. That's just something to think about. It's a fucked it, fuck, fucked up ratchet area, but everybody want to live here. It's a long-term plan. It's going to happen. They're going to gentrify this whole area. It's only a matter of time. People are picking up people. Are moving, people are doing what they need to do to, to get here before it fuck around and just hit full, uh, full force. They did the same thing in Cabrini here in Chicago before they tore the projects down. White folks crept up as close as they could to Cabrini got there and just went through the bullshit motherfuckers coming in their backs and their alleys and stealing shit, their bikes being stolen and car windows getting broken. They dealt with that shit. So it wasn't over. Them motherfuckers in paradise. Let them tell it. Might as well be a paradise. They everything over there is brand fucking new. They hmm. creeped up to the point where they got so close that they own the shit now. Permit parking. So, so certain streets got so many permit parking, you can't park there at all. Everybody wants their own little space. Everybody wants their own little, little little spot, which is fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But greed has risen. It's ugly head and, and it's out there and selfishness is out there. Hey, fuck it. Don't run so fast to the point where you, you done lost your blackness. That's the only thing I've been asking everybody to do. you got to remember your history. Your history will tell you everything you need to know. And it will tell you what you need to do to get forward, I mean to move forward. I always keep saying it. I'm gonna keep on saying it. I'm not gonna apologize for none of the shit that I'm saying. If I lose some friends along the way, fuck it, they want my friends in the first place. If I lose some people just 
in general on social media or in general in life or in general in, in, in my social standing, fuck it. Angry. I'm not an angry. I'm not angry. I'm not an angry black man. I'm an aware black man. It's a big difference. I can cut this shit on and, and I can cut it off just as fast. Some of my best friends that hangs around me and that know me, shit. They call me up all the time. Actually, what am I doing, man? When you coming over? That shit don't bother them. They know that that's who I am. That's just it. Well, another show is in the tube on the, on this Black Memorial Day. And, um, again, this is 5-25-2015. And uh, we're going to kick this show off with another song. We're going to do a commercial, and then we're going to do another song. And then we're going to fade away until next Monday. Keith, my executive producer, do you have anything you want to say before we close this puppy out? Well, I'll just say that... Uh... Speaking of Memorial Day, which is actually a legitimate day for us, uh, being our creation, as you were talking about, uh, just bringing me to mind about all these other pagan holidays that are used as systematic tools to brainwash us into our current state. And that's what I'm going to, some of what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. So, uh, like I say, you always, you, you bring the ball up to court and you pass it off, and I'm, I'm going to take it and do with it. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen. Real people from the hood. We're going to do another one in the can, and we're about to get up out of here with a song. Um, I'm going to do a song commercial, then another song, then we're going to get up out of here. So if you guys want to hang around and listen to it, I'm just fine. If not, I understand. Enjoy that barbecue. Kiss your babies and love your wife. We are gone, y'all. I'll see y'all next week. Take care, brother.
She's a girl in a dream She's a four-eyed cartoon monster on the TV screen She takes another puff and says it's a crazy thing The greatest green She's a tangerine I'm too Thank you. 
Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man. Real people from the hood. We'll see you guys next week. This was a special addition to our show. And happy have a very, very happy Memorial Day. See you guys next week. Bye-bye.